Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. And my name is Pete. And we are back again for another week. Absolutely. This is uh, episode 64. Man. Yeah. Almost uh, two years of this? Two years? Yes. Working on two years now. Mm-hmm. Time flies. So what are we going to talk about today, Dee? We're going to recap our week as per usual. And then we've had some rather fun activities this weekend that I feel like we can talk about. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a good idea. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Anything exciting happen this week for you? You know, it all kind of starts to blend together. The new job I feel like I've already spoken about on the podcast. Um, it's continuing to be awesome mm-hmm. and continuing to show a brighter side of the business world that I always thought existed but never was experiencing. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of that. Um, I have some... I have an interesting essay I almost want to share. Okay. Thoughts about myself that I was having today, uh, throughout the week. Okay. That I thought could be a, a topic for later. It'll actually probably work later in the show. Okay. Cool. So those are some of my thoughts. Sounds good. Uh, this week, one fun event we had is we had a grad student social after seminar on Friday. And normally we would try to do a grad student social of some kind at the beginning of the year. And in past years, we've tried uh, kind of like a coffee break type of thing, like 10 o'clock in the morning, just, you know, drop in, have some coffee, try to lure people with donuts. And it hasn't really worked. There's been like zero attendance. So we thought this year, uh, maybe since everyone has to go to this Friday afternoon seminar, a large majority of people have to go, perhaps we could have a, you know, beer social afterwards and see if that worked better. Yeah. And you got way more attendance, right? Yeah. Beer does it. It's funny how that works. <laughs> Very funny. Um, no, it was really cool. Um, we had it in this uh, restaurant um, in the basement of one of the colleges. So it's just kind of ma and pa shop kind of place and they have a liquor license. Uh, so we just... We uh, just went there. So they're super friendly. Uh, it was a really nice day as it's been all week. So we were able to head outside and enjoy our beverages on the patio, which was really nice. And just uh, catch up with folks and also meet new people, which is uh, part of the deal and worked really well. Is just, you know, getting introduced to all the new master's or PhD students in everyone's lab, uh, which is kind of nice. And you made some new friends, correct? Or at least you tried to be social. I Yeah, I was very effort. social. I met someone who's uh, just came to York to start her PhD and who did her undergrad at Waterloo. So automatically we could share stories about Waterloo, which was great. So what surprised me about it is when I got a text at, I believe, like 1235 in the middle of the night mm-hmm. from you saying, oh, I'm heading home or something, having yeah. a good time. So that was after the grad student social. Oh, right. Yeah. Party twice. Um, I had a big party day. (laughs) Um, uh, My Frisbee team that I played with all year, I guess normally the captain has a party kind of in the middle of the summer, but summer was kind of wet and not so great this year. Uh, So he thought we should have an end of the year party. And my captain lives in actually a really... Uh, nice place. He owns 
Uh, basically, you see those storefronts on Dundas Street West and Junction area. He owns like a skinny building. So he has the bottom floor that he rents out. And then the upper two floors, one is for his business. And the other one is, I guess, more of his living residence. So it's kind of like a loft. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he has the roof. So on the roof, he's made this really nice patio area. Um, he has a hot tub. We didn't use it. Uh, but also just nice seating and a big open space to have a table where he had all this food. Um, and I think I was telling you, it was interesting. I don't think I've ever been to a party yet where it's you walk in and they're offering you drinks, drinks beverages. Yeah. We always do BYOB just because yeah. we haven't tra- quite transitioned into the uh, adult party world. So that was yeah, new. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking too. Is like the next time we throw a party, we need to stop doing that. Just let's class it up a little class bit. Class it up. And it's really nice. And you don't need like a ton of alcohol. Like this isn't college no. university days anymore. That's part of classing um, it up, I guess. Like, yeah. It's just and Well, you get one of those like jumbo bottles of wine and like have that yeah. chilling and it's really nice and he just he just had barbecue going so he would just you know bring out like sausages or chicken wings nothing complicated but really good and like you know homemade zest um and it gave me a chance to talk to my teammates and kind of get to know them a bit more it's always hard to do that just on the sideline because you know people are late or they're not quite on time or you don't have subs during the game. So you're playing the whole game and you don't get to really talk to them. And then I was writing my thesis all summer. So I never went out with them afterwards. Some of them would go to a bar afterwards. I was like, I got to be up tomorrow, like 5am to write. So (laughs) I can't be doing this. Um, so yeah, so just give me a chance to talk to some new people, talk to their spouses, get to know them, get to know like what they're living, where they're living, what they're doing, what occupies their time hobbies, cool places to travel. People were mentioning really cool spots in Italy. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was, that was really nice actually. And they got to know a little bit more about me too and what's going on. Cool. Mm-hmm. So that is where I was when I texted yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So that's the point I wanted to make is I was really surprised. I believe at that point, me and my brother, uh, were doing our field processor stream Mm-hmm. And instead of doing a music stream, we start a little earlier and we were actually fooling around with doing a gaming stream where we were playing uh, Dragon's Crown. But it wasn't really working for us because the, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Reader, card reader. Yeah, some box that's supposed to (laughs) allow it to, you know, connect to the web and and stream it. Streaming software. Yep. uh, Was specifically set up to not work for ps3 so we weren't able to use that and uh after a evening of failures we'll just say um through many things that were going wrong for us we just decided to point one camera at the screen and point one camera at us and call it a day and uh it was fun it's been a really bad month for us for audience interaction Mm -hmm. Um, twitch has something going on right now i believe it's called September as in subscriptions and basically anyone who's ever visited the twitch platform has been encouraged to start making their own content and build a uh, subscriber base so what's going on is essentially no one's watching and everyone's streaming mm-hmm. so even our usual people that show up uh, are doing their own shows right now and we checked out a couple of them and it's like it's really interesting 
like a whole plethora of things. Like some people are just reading books and reading them out loud. Some people are, <laughs> you know, sharing stories about what's going on, doing stuff mm-hmm. like our podcast. Mm-hmm. Or uh, some people are just like DJing music and making cool effects splash on their screen. So there's quite a wide range of things going on on Twitch right now. And I think they're just exploring that. So it's been a detriment to our audience, but, um, that's, that's fine. It was an opportunity for us to try something different too. Yeah. And I've always, you know, encouraged that you to just, you know, do your band nights cause you guys enjoy them and it's a good release for you and you have a lot of fun and you get to hang out together type of thing. Yeah. So just keep doing that. Yeah. Do you want to share the story about what happened to you um, at the university between your two parties? I could. You don't want to? (laughs) It was really interesting. I could um, actually say this story because it's an interesting comment on York University as well. Yeah. Because I go to York and it automatically has kind of negative connotations, although I think it's been getting better recently. Um, Yeah, there's two things I would say as an outsider I hear about York all the time. mm -hmm. One is they're always on strike. Okay. Two is... There's issues with, I don't know if they're sexual predators, but issues of sexual, uh, what do they call Assault. Yes. Uh, so one, we're not on strike all the time. We're just on strike every three years. Um, <laughs> because every time a new collective agreement seems to come out, we go on strike. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the administration doesn't just address what we want them to address right away. Because... The last time we went on strike, it seemed like they met all our demands eventually. So I don't know why you couldn't have just spared the students and all of us picketing and on strike for that long um, and just, you know, gave us what we wanted. But regardless, uh, two, there's actually, I don't know, I've noticed at York, they have really good uh, security notification system. Um, and I've noticed just there's been less of those security notifications going out. So I don't know if word is out. People are being safer. People are being educated about it. Something's going on that that seems um, to be getting better. Um, so I've never had an incident or had anything. There's often robberies or something like that near campus as well. And haven't seen one of those in a while. Never had a problem with it. Um, and just so happened that we were enjoying our beers on the patio and this was before a lot of the, before the seminar finished. Um, so as an upper year grad student, I don't have to go to the seminars and a lot of the topics weren't related to my field. So I decided not to go met up with a couple of other upper year grad students and we just, you know, had beers earlier. Um, and all of a sudden this guy comes charging down this laneway that's right by the balcony with a backpack and a guy behind him is screaming, that guy stole my bag. Mm -hmm. Um, and all of us, you know, we're decent people. Um, so kind of our immediate thought is perhaps we should do something about this situation. So did anyone like get up and like, we're kind of like uh, all looking at it uh, thinking like, well, we're just like, we're legitimately witnessing a crime right now. Like we see the guy running with the bag and we see the other guy trying to follow him. And the other guy following him is not in the best shape. So he's having some trouble and he's just yelling, like really angry yelling. Um, And our initial reaction is we need to do something about this. And our second reaction is you got to be got to be careful intervening in these types of situations. Oh, okay. 
right? Just like, you don't, we don't, don't really know what's going on. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. The, as soon as the guy started yelling, that guy stole my bag. The guy with the bag running away said, he's got a bunch of my stuff in in the bag. Oh. So there also seemed to be some kind of thing going on that we're like, okay, well now we don't know who is to blame. Um, and we could see kind of like reinforcements coming to chase the guy down. So we figured the bunch of them could sort this out. Um, a couple minutes later, security parking services, uh, came around asking us, uh, what was going on, what they, what we'd seen. So we explained what we saw. I guess they heard the commotion and someone had alerted them. Uh, so they were just checking things out and we were pretty sure we saw the whole group of them, guy who stole bag, guy who accused said person of stealing bag, all walking together afterwards. Oh, like buddies? Like everything was fine? Like they sorted it out. We didn't... Yeah, I don't think I had a really good look of each person in this whole situation, so I'm not quite sure what was going on, but it just seemed really weird and kind of odd, and I'm glad we didn't get involved. Yeah. Just odd. So, of course, that happened at York. (laughs) After... Thinking, you know, I've never really had an incident. <laughs> but in general, it's been an, a, um, I felt fine. I've never felt threatened. So that was my Friday night, your Friday night. Yeah. And then we had the weekend. The weekend has been exciting. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if our enthusiasm is coming off strange right now. We're having a lot of technical problems. So first year, next week, we're going to have a whole new show. We're going to have a whole new something. We're going to get some new hardware. We're going we're gonna to fix this problem. Yeah. But we're going to try to power through the rest of this episode. That's the plan, right? Yes. All right. Starting with the world's most easiest Greyhound ride. Oh, yeah. That's right. That was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we took a trip to Guelph mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yep. It's our annual bar hop with my cousin Kevin. Um, and, yeah, we got up early and I was dreading the greyhound it's even become like a bit of a statement of ours where if you were to compare something you call it the good the bad or the greyhound i think that was the title of one of our podcasts actually Mm -hmm. yeah so it was it was good this time it was it was actually really good um funny enough the ttc had closed dundas station uh this weekend in order to install the presto entrances which makes sense it's a pretty busy station you can't really do that in stages there uh so we did have to go around the loop to st patrick's but we had a lot of time and we walked over to the greyhound station and we're kind of dreading it we're like are we going to be in a line do you think we can just kind of stand outside the station and not stand in the station waiting in the line we'll see how it goes we got there 15 minutes early and the bus driver was already boarding the bus so we literally just hopped on the bus right away yeah, we didn't have to sit in the building mm-hmm. and sniff fumes mm-hmm. of like eight buses, mm-hmm. uh, dodging lines of people that there's no space for. This was an entirely different experience. It was yeah. great. Yeah. And then bus driver left on time. Uh, even looked like at one point in our route, we diverted and took the 407, which is the toll route, uh, I guess, to kind of avoid a really busy portion of the 401, which was also awesome. And I've known Greyhound to do that, so... They also obliged then. Um, But yeah, we had one of the newer buses, so it was comfy and had Wi-Fi if we wanted it. Um, 
got ourselves to Guelph nice and easily and had a really nice weekend trying out some local places there, which was cool. Yeah, well, do you remember all the places we went to? Uh, so the first one was the Woolly, which is well known in Guelph on Woolwich Street. Um, and they had a bunch of different ciders on tap. So I tried one of the Revel ciders, mm. which is pretty cool. Um, and then we literally walked around the corner to Baker Street. And I think it was just called Baker Street Pub or something like that. Nice. And had, again, just another place with a whole chalkboard list of local or independent mm-hmm. um, beers, brews. And I actually had, we're pretty sure it was a wheat ale. <laughs> yeah, it was really the weekend, cloudy. weekend warrior. Uh, but I enjoyed it. So maybe certain wheat ales I am getting a taste for. I think that, like all things in life, as you get older, your palate matures, we'll say. Mm -hmm. It expands. Like, even your younger brother, like, you, we've made comments, wow, he used to, like, not have ketchup on stuff, or if we'd only eat one plain piece of bread or something. Like, he had a very... (laughs) You're exaggerating. I'm exaggerating (laughs) a little bit, but I was really surprised when I heard about, like, how fussy he was. And now, he's, like, become a bit of a chef, and he's, like, cooking all these great interesting things mm-hmm. and uh it's wonderful and and i even know in myself like i didn't always love olives but i do now uh yeah so definitely had some great beer there and then we went to royal electric that's what it's called and we've been there before and had some really good food and some really good beer and then we went there again and i had a s'more start i kind of took a break on the beer mm-hmm. um but both your cousin and his girlfriend had this creamsicle ale mm-hmm. that we really like Railside, um, rail side and it is delicious it's not too sweet it just has kind of like hints of orange and vanilla and tastes really good um and then we shared a wellington spa yes uh that that one's really grown mm-hmm. on me ever since we did a brewery tour um which I believe we did the last time we were in Guelph with them. Yes. So we've probably podcasted about it. Yeah. Um, and that was really good. I would say you're saying my palate is changing. Definitely agree. Although Ringwood beer is still my favorite. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Good old granite. I don't think anything's going to top that. It's just so delicious mm. to me. Okay. That's cool. So, yeah. We had fun with that. And then we came back to Toronto on Sunday. And we went to see Cirque du Soleil Volta with friends of ours absolutely mm-hmm. and this is what i'm gonna say cirque du soleil uh volta best show i've ever seen in my life really <laughs> wow all right yeah it it was pretty amazing and we told or i told your cousin that that's where we were going and he said be prepared to be blown away and oh, really? my cousin said that yeah so he saw it too he didn't see this particular one. He's seen Cirque du Soleil before. Okay. Yeah. So, so I didn't know yeah. what I what to expect. I, mm-hmm. I remember circuses from when I was younger. I mm-hmm. don't know if it was Cirque du Soleil. Probably not. <laughs> but this was incredible. Mm-hmm. This was, yeah. And it was interesting because they have kind of a narrative throughout. Um, so it starts off with this narrative and they're just kind of, they're more like playing around, clowning around, um, getting the audience engaged. And you're kind of sitting there like, well, this is cool. And they're kind of doing like one flip or something, but not no, yeah, yeah, yeah. super incredible. 
Um, and I'm thinking in my mind, like Kevin said, I'd probably see something that would blow my mind and not yeah. getting that right now. And it just started to ramp up from there. <laughs> yeah. So the, at the beginning of the show, what, what I wanted to say before we really launched into it is I really wanted to make that statement. Best show I've ever seen. And if, uh, uh, you hear that and that intrigues you stop this podcast it, go get tickets mm-hmm. and save it for later because I don't really want to spoil all of it, but yeah, I also kind of want to go in depth and talk about it. Mm, okay. So now I almost wonder, let me just throw something by you live. Okay. Do we shut off this podcast because of all the problems and then mm-hmm. we go really in depth into it next week and make it our topic? Well, or do you want to do it right now? I just want to do it right now. All right, we're doing it right now. It's fresh in my mind. It's fresh in your mind. All right, we're doing it. So that's your spoiler warning. We're going to talk in depth about yes. Volta right now. Yes. Um, you've been warned. <laughs> or go see it anyway, because it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll describe it, but you need to see this. All right. So first, I wanted to say, before mm-hmm. you continue. Okay. Yeah, it started off with this. They were imitating as if it was a game show, live TV type thing and i noticed it had very heavy japanese television influences Mm -hmm. Uh, it seemed to be a bit of a loose narrative about this boy who was born with blue feathers for hair and he has this crazy anime style hair and then it opens up with this game show where there's this really enigmatic uh host saying audience members prepare for our thousandth episode of whatever Mm -hmm. And it's very kooky. The costumes are really over the top. And it has a very Japanese flavor to it. Yep, um, I agree. And, uh, yeah, at first they were doing this reality TV type thing. And, yeah, they had these people come on stage who were not part of the audience. But it made it kind of look like it was supposed to be. But obviously wasn't. Doing very not exciting tricks. And, uh, and then it sort of moved on to uh, dancers coming out with skipping ropes. Then it started yes. getting interesting. Yes, it did. And it reminded me, I don't know if you've ever seen these, but I would often, not often, I've seen high school skipping competitions on TV before. Yep. It was like that. Nothing like that, though. Really? Okay. I, I don't know what high school skipping competitions you've seen, but I've seen some more. pretty insane ones. I need to watch um, So it was like that, but with the costumes and the lights and the music and some pretty cool tricks and acrobatics. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, what what next? Well, overall, this show, and the reason I liked it so much, it embodied like the perfection of uh, performance. It had a really interesting narrative where mm-hmm. I was constantly really kind of engaged in what where it's going with it. But it also just showed so many talents of humans like whether it's a talent of balance a talent of strength or Mm -hmm. beauty or grace like they had dancers they had trapeze artists trapeze thank you (laughs) i don't know why i pull out of that uh yeah trapeze a a guy on a unicycle and then Mm -hmm. way way later they break out a giant ramp and they have bmx bikes doing like flips and stuff on it Mm -hmm. it was like anything you could possibly see that would be incredible was in the show yes um, some particular points that I really liked, I was amazed with yeah, talk about is, favorites. yeah, talk about favorites. Um, at one point they had these tumblers, I'll call them tumblers, like gymnasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a set of rings in the center of the area and they would kind of tumble through the rings and they started off with two rings. 
Um, simple enough. Simple enough. And then the rings start to spin and they're doing kind of this routine. They go in different orders. They're going through their rings in different ways. And you're like, oh, this is really cool. And it was really yeah. impressive. Yeah. And then they add a ring. An extra ring. So the biggest ring that they have to jump through moves up a level. Yeah. Same thing. You have to jump even um, higher. Yeah. And higher. then it starts moving again. And then, well, and they're doing... Um, like some guys would do these uh, backflips, yeah, um, and they do, and they'd somehow like backflip through it and out again, and it's it was crazy. perfectly timed. Yeah. Um, and they kept adding levels and adding levels to the point where it was super high, and this yeah. guy ends up getting like catapulted um, a boost up from other members of the crew and goes in backwards and yeah. lands out. Yeah. Um, and then at one point they had the rings spinning, but they had three rings set at different angles, all yeah. spinning. Yeah. And it was just like, just ramped up and was insane and they were really good. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that part and was just like transfixed. I think, um, my most, there were a lot of moments where I just literally shouted out, and I'm going to prepare the clocks. I just shouted out, holy sh**. I don't know if you heard that at all, but I was just like, "No, wow, that was crazy. Uh-huh. And it usually was anything to do with height. Right. There was a lot of height. So mm-hmm. uh, that first time when the guy was on the ring and he was just like spinning around uh-huh. and just doing things like where he started with two arms and suddenly yeah. he was like holding himself up with one arm and yep. doing weird mm-hmm. changes around. And then at the end, he just like goes into this crazy spin cycle yep. where he's going like, I don't know, 60 kilometers per hour <laughs> in a spin. Really fast. Yeah. And it's like, if I did that even for like a second, I would pass out. Like it's insane. <laughs> and I even watched him like when he like landed is like, mm-hmm. is there going to be a brief? Whoa. No, nope. this is like, you yep. know, fine. Just That's what I off. do. I'm incredible. I also really enjoyed. So the beginning of the second half, they had these two ladders yeah. that came up and they bent in the middle and they were all the way up to the ceiling and the ladders spun. And they had two people on the ladders. So they're climbing around and they're basically like holding themselves up, like flying off the ladders. The ladders start to spin and they're just like holding their bodies out. Um, so it looked really amazing. Um, and just kind of the combinations that they would do. And just the ladders started to spin pretty fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they were both on there and coordinated. There were one on each side of the stage. Yeah. Um, and I was also really impressed. Like Cirque du Soleil knows how to put on an amazing show, like all together, yeah. every component involved. There yes. was one point where there was this huge buildup. It was the unicycle act. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this huge buildup. They've got a bunch of people standing around a circle as this unicycler is holding somebody else it's above his woman, head yeah. while he's unicycling. And suddenly there's like this pause in the music and these ribbons just drop from the and ceiling. And it made a big noise. Yeah. Too. And it makes a noise and it's all coordinated with everything. Yeah. And then the ribbons basically became kind of like a, a set or a scene. They they weren't used for anything else besides like, um, like appealing to the eye. Yeah, atmosphere. Um, but all of those little things all coordinated so well together. Yeah. It was just like, you know, these guys, this is a real deal. Yeah. Um, so continuing with my height, even like the two ladies that were like dropping from the ceiling. Mm, and on the bungee cords, on basically. Swings, yep. Like absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And so graceful and dangerous at the same time. And that's like what I kept seeing. Um, Another lady I was really impressed with was the roller skater. Mm -hmm. Because she looked like a figure skater. Mm -hmm. And that's probably her background. 
or ballet and figure skating because mm-hmm. she was basically doing figure skating moves on roller skates yeah like not on roller blades yeah no roller, roller skates. skates yeah those are like the most clumsy things you can strap to your feet other than maybe a skateboard because those mm-hmm. are hard too mm-hmm. and she was very graceful mm-hmm. and i was like wow that's really impressive like even like with all the stops and the going full speed mm-hmm. and then like they're always had stuff on the ground too it's like are you gonna yep. trip over something like mm-hmm. it became a little distracting at one point i was all really worried about her every time she came on the scene it's <laughs> like oh there's all these mats on the ground and she'd just like jump on one of them do a little spin and then skate off it was really incredible um and we have to talk about the lady who appeared to levitate and had some kind of a bodysuit Mm-hmm. where it looked like the wire was attached to her hair. So it had a a visual a visual trick where it looked like basically she was being suspended from her hair. Yes. But no. No, obviously not. Because <laughs> that's impossible. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it looked like. And she was just in this uh, sparkly costume doing acrobatics simply by being suspended from her head is what it looked like. Yeah, it was like ballet infused with just crazy levitation mm-hmm. in modern dance. Yeah, it was absolutely wild. beautiful. Wild. Um, and I would say it was also probably my second favorite thing was the BMX biking. Um, my goodness. First thing they do is bring out two reasonably sized ramps. Yeah. This seems cool. Mm-hmm. And they get that going. It's like, this is really awesome. Now the ramps are rotating on the stage. Yeah. You're like, oh my goodness. Of course. And then, oh, well. There's there's two giant ramps out the back, and we're gonna put this extra big board board up on top of one of the medium sized ramps that they're just gonna like Kick bounce off of. Off of. Yeah. Um, and they're all gonna come from different directions <laughs> and do flips not and hit tricks. Each other. Not hit each other, and then end up in the other direction. And it's like, well, mind blowing just watching them all do that. A little nerve wracking too, because from the angle that we were sitting, it looked like they're all just gonna crash into each other. I'm Absolutely. sure there was. I'm sure there was quite a margin of space between them all, but there, and they landed every single jump. I know there wasn't right? a single mistake there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were like rotating their bikes under them yeah. and then going back on. It's crazy. Like, man. I guess I'm used to seeing amateur BMX bikers and, you know, some of them are really good, but every once in a while they'll miss a trick. They did not miss any trick. <laughs> when I was younger, I, I really was into that stuff. Like, uh, with the advent of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater yes. on the PlayStation, that was huge, and that got people into uh, skateboarding in mm-hmm. the late '90s, early 2000s. And I remember there was a spinoff of the BMX bike one. I believe it was Matt Hoffman, and I was like, I like bikes, and mm-hmm. I was really watching a lot of those videos. Yeah, and I saw sure. those tricks, but they would prepare forever to do one trick. Mm-hmm. And these guys were like six people at once on a rotating stage doing multiple tricks. Yep. So. That was incredible. That yes. was absolutely incredible. And what a mishmash of so many things. Yes. In one show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like it was the best ballet I've ever seen because it had ballet in it. I kept telling you this is like a ballet, but you know, extreme. Yes. That's how uh, I described it. I'm like, well, yes, but <laughs> the ballet is not like this. <laughs> no, but the, the ballet was beautiful too, right? Like there was this really, another one I want to give props to is there was this neat duet between like a ballet dancer, very traditional and mm-hmm. a guy on a BMX bike doing spin moves. Yep. Doing like ballet interpretive on a bike. That was pretty crazy. Cause he's literally he doing, was doing the spins. like pirouettes on yeah. one wheel of the bicycle. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it really flowed. It was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
my only last point is whenever I see these shows, whether it's us going to see our nieces doing ballet or this with Cirque du Soleil, mm-hmm. in the performing arts, I always see something, and I think I said it before with the ballet thing, it's always an interesting thing for defining our genders because it always seems that in these performance arts, they really nail, I guess, that our genders, although we're all alike, are also very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have these very graceful and absolutely beautiful like female routines, and mm-hmm. then they're meshing that with these like incredibly physical strength-based stunts even of males and this Mm -hmm. is like this is quite an interesting combination so my recommendation why i say it's one of the best shows or sorry the greatest show i've ever seen (laughs) is it has a little bit of something for everyone yes and for me uh i've seen many awesome concerts and this was a live show too apparently i didn't believe it at first until Mm -hmm. people started making mistakes and the musicians worked with the mistakes yep uh that was one of the coolest music shows I've seen then too, because there's just all this other crazy stuff going on with it. Very true. And none of the music ever bothered me. I thought it worked really well. It was just constantly epic though. That's one thing. Yes. <laughs> it's like it never yes. gave up. It just kept ramping true. up. I think my ears are going to ring a little bit from all that. Oh, I didn't feel like the audio levels were bad though. Like it sounded great for no, being great. in a tent. That's true. Um, and my only complaints about the show is that I was cold, but that could have been remedied if I'd remembered to, you know, wear an extra layer. And I was sitting behind a, guy, a huge guy. But that says nothing about the show. Mm-hmm. The show itself was incredible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. That was incredible. Nice. It, it definitely going to remember that show for a long time to come. It's pretty yeah. awesome. And that was technically my birthday present. So I think that was a pretty good deal. Beautiful. That's the best birthday present ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I maybe didn't come in with like high expectations or really even knew what to expect. Mm. And uh, I think these guys really nailed. I almost wonder if it was on purpose now, that beginning where it seemed kind of lame. I wonder if that puts your expectations into check because they really did slowly build it up and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it came to the Mm -hmm. point with the BMX, Mm -hmm. whether it's your favorite or not, that was incredibly impressive. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what can they possibly follow that up with? And the answer is they ended the show. So (laughs) it was really well put together. Yes, most definitely. Cool. That's all I have to say on it. Just go see it. Go see it again. Um, You go in with pretty high expectations when someone says your mind's going to be blown. And Mm -hmm. it was accurate. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I think I'll think about that one for a long time. So I'm glad we did get our thoughts. It looks like the audio is behaving right now. But uh, we're going to wrap it up for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some ideas. I said something about an essay. So maybe we'll bring that up next episode. Give me some time to think about it. Cool. But I had some thoughts. Um, and I also have a fun thought based on our last episode. Uh, we were reading a description of a book, I believe, as one of the, uh, uh, an audio book it was, as one of the last medias released on audio tape, uh, cassette tape. Mm-hmm. And I thought it might be fun since you love books and you're like, come on, books are described this way. I thought we could read like the back covers of books to see how exciting they sound. Ooh, and then that I can judge fun. it and go, that sounds stupid. And then you can tell me, no, it's actually really awesome. And this is why. Mm. And then I'm going to collect a bunch of video game c- cases and we will read the backs of those. Cool. 
and you can say that sounds incredibly cheesy and stupid and then i can be like well this is why it's actually good so i thought that would be a fun idea that would be fun cool yeah all right we will do that for now um if you have any questions comments or suggestions we would love to hear them you can Mm -hmm. send us an email at ordinary day podcast at gmail.com I was about to say field processor for some reason. <laughs> that's on my mind. I'm hearing the field processor music come yeah, up. I think that's why. Um, so we'd like to thank field processor for our music. You can check them out on Twitch on Friday nights. They would love to have you join them and chat with them yes. and interact. Details at com. There you go. Um, so until next time. Take one more. For the road.